Okay, before we jump into another episode of RHOD&D, we wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd. We're an entirely independently run show, and we quite literally couldn't do it without your support, so thank you for joining our Patreon and helping us continue to make new episodes of RHOD&D. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd for access to our player character sheets, DM notes and confessionals, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast released every other Monday on our off weeks, live events, merch drops, the chance to name an NPC, and so much more. Patreon.com slash Housewives of D&D. RHODND is a sexy, terrifying, savage podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode notes along with links to all of our maps, transcripts, and ancillary content. Welcome back to Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons Woo-hoo! Season 2! Electric Boogaloo. That's right. <laughs> Let's uh, go around and introduce ourselves, shall we, fam? I'm Valen Shore. I'm one of your DMs. And I'm Allison Zada. I'm your other DM. I'm Liz Ho. I play Dr. Christina Yang. I'm Riley Rose Critchlow. I play Cassandra Kasternak. I'm Liz Jenkins. I play Cece. And I'm Nicole Weiland, and I play Anya Amovich. And Kosha can't be here today, but don't worry, Kiki is still around. Woo! God, I love <laughs> Kiki so much. Yeah, so we're going to play a little game called Confessional starting this season. This is a cute and on-brand way to learn more about you and your character. I love being on-brand. Don't we all? <laughs> mm. So today's confessional question is... If you knew tonight's dinner was the last meal you'd ever eat, what would you have? Um, why don't we start with Riley? Oh, great. Okay, last meal. The Riley answer. Full English tea service plus lobster plus dad's crepes plus mom's popovers. Love it. Wow. Riley, that's so wholesome. Thank you so much. Cass would probably stick to her usual regimen. Um, mm. I'm very regimented in the things I put into my body. I usually I eat dinner early in the evening. I do a nice intermittent fast. I usually eat something um, about 12 <laughs> and in the morning I'll have some things that won't spike my blood sugar. Right. So I have coffee, but I really like soup for lunch. Um, I have bone broth for lunch a lot of days. Try to do one hour of movement. So I'll either like take a walk or I'll do Pilates or I'll do my Tracy Anderson. <laughs> oh my God, I hate it all. And then um, I get in the sauna. I dry brush. I get in the sauna. So I do my infrared sauna for 30 minutes. Mm. And then for dinner, I try to eat according to paleo. So lots of vegetables. It's really important for me to support my detox. Wow. The worst person I know. You heard it here first. You actually heard it out of Gwyneth Paltrow's <laughs> mouth first. <laughs> She is a whole movement. She's an almond mom. Liz Ho? Liz Ho would have dim sum Mm. and sushi and then probably a hamburger. Mm. Yeah, that sounds real good. (laughs) Dr. C, her last meal would be a shot of Ozempic. Um, because, you know, as soon as you stop taking it, you start to gain. So I don't know what the next life is like, but I want to make sure she tight and right. Oh, my gosh. Also, it was prescribed by a doctor. You? Me. (laughs) Um, Liz Jenkins. Liz Jenkins' last meal would be like a big old Little Caesars pizza because I'm lactose intolerant. Classic. And like that would probably kill me first. So I wouldn't have to suffer. (laughs) Whatever fate. Oh, I mean, next. suffer. And then Cece's last meal. I think for Cece's last meal, she would probably go for something like Italian, like a fancy Italian, like California pizza kitchen. Mm. Something that's like really. <laughs> 
It is fancy. I love that the only difference between Cece and Liz Jenkins is just where it's the like pizza $10. comes from. The price point. Yeah. It's like maybe a $10 price point. Anyway, yes. just something grounded but delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Nicole? My last meal, Nicole's last meal, would be a room temperature flat Sprite from McDonald's. I know. Whoa. It's gross. Wow. It's slightly so watered specific. down. It's your it's last my meal. truth. Yes. And also a Red Baron frozen pizza because they have the mm. pepperiest, nastiest sauce. And I like it. It's really good. As for Anya, she's going to have, I want you to imagine the Renaissance Fair big ass turkey leg. Oh, wow. She yes. has weirdly <laughs> long <laughs> vampire teeth. You and Kiki. You know? You yeah. and Kiki yeah. together. Yeah. Turkey legs. <laughs> it's going to be Anya and Kiki, Lady in the Tramping a Turkey Leg. <laughs> Yeah, Allison. What about you, Allison? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I would have a piece, a giant, like middle piece of lasagna. Middle. Vegetarian lasagna that my Yeah, my mom made for like birthdays growing up. And it was, it's so good. It's even better the next day. Like, Mm, I want that. Stouffer's? I I don't I've never had Stouffer's. I don't know. I was spoiled by this homemade lasagna. It could have been Stouffer's because it's really good. But I know my mom made it because I used to help her make it. It was very like it took a long time. And then for dessert, I would have like an entire box of Cadbury chocolate fingers. You know those like chocolate fingers. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my no. god, I didn't know this. No, about you. the word fingers was not what I was expecting. I was like, no, cream I was eggs. The word eggs. Yeah. yeah. No, they're like these uh, like finger-sized biscuits. I've never seen they're yeah. real. Yeah. Like other people know what they are. <laughs> okay, someone out there knows what I'm talking about, and please like Maybe. tweet at us or like something so I can prove that I'm not delusional. Uh, and Valen, what would you eat? Well, first of all, I think I would be too nervous to eat anything if I was about to die. Aww. But that's just me. Mm. <laughs> um <laughs> Real talk, real talk. <laughs> Appreciate it. But if I had to order something and then stare at it, it would be uh, probably rouladen, which is a German dish. And we would have it every Christmas Eve growing up. Aww. So what, what is, is it? it? It's a thin piece of meat that's cooked for like a day. There's a song I wrote called Hide, Hide the Christmas Meat um, <laughs> Until There Is No More. And it is on YouTube. It's really good. Uh, if you can find it, it's hard to find. But if you if you search for M-I-T-Z-K-A-T... You might find it. Anyway. Yum. I think we've all hidden the Christmas meat. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our first confessional. I can't wait to hear your answers to whatever questions we come up with next. Last season on RHO D&D, you all gathered for the Real Housewives of Anaheim reunion, which for once lived up to the label of most dramatic reunion episode ever, when an earthquake hit the studio, sending you all tumbling through a portal to a new world, a world full of fantastical creatures, where you all developed some unexpected new powers. But it proved a dangerous world, too, when Cece was kidnapped by a group called the Cutters, propelling you all on a mission to save her. And when it turned out the Cutters were led by your producers Nancy and Trixie, you learned that you're still on your reality show, just in a different reality. Rude. Along the way, Anya embraced her maternal side, but not her matrimonial side. She narrowly avoided becoming a lucky spark, but did expand her family by taking in adorable half-elf child Bryn, who quickly became her special boy. That's right. Much to everyone else's disgust. (laughs) Still disgusting. (laughs) Cass never doubted for a second that you were all still being filmed and made sure to play the hero at every opportunity. With her new wolf puppy slash daughter Clarissa by her side and looking a full 11 years younger, Cass is unstoppable. Or is she? Mm -hmm. 
38. Dr. C started off the season as Cass's loyal second-in-command, but that was before a near-death experience and a sudden but intense relationship with a vulture. Now mm. Dr. C's feeling like it might be time <laughs> to become the hero of her own story. And with skin as good as hers, she's more than ready for her close-up. Mm. That's right. Chaos reigned with Kiki. <laughs> yes, they <at> every turn. <laughs> who tried to kill and or seduce everyone she met last season. Yeah, she may have lost her toe, but she's got her trusty fur coat and endless repertoire of pop songs. What else could she need? Other than ribs, of course. Mm. Mm. And mm. let's not forget Sasha Sinclair, who claimed to have been kidnapped by the Cutters alongside Cece, but turned out to have been in on it with production the entire time. She may have sacrificed herself so you could all escape on vultures, but is that enough to earn back your trust? No. What else mm. does production have up its sleeve? Are you ever going to make it home? And did all the action of last season really take place in the span of six days? <laughs> Find out this season on RHO DD. Oh! Wow. Great copy. Way Thank to go, Allison. You. Wonderful. You nailed it. All right, we're picking up where we left off last season. Sasha and the cutters, closing in around her, grow smaller and smaller in the distance as you soar through the skies. Gently but painfully carried by the vultures, their talons digging into the flesh of your shoulders. Christian is in the lead with Dr. C, who is still disguised as Nancy Andrews. And the other vultures follow his lead, beating their large, powerful wings and speeding towards the south. You lose track of time as you fly over rivers and small settlements. The forest below you grows thick with dark green vegetation and spreads as far as the eye can see. And as you fly, we want to check in with everyone. So, um, Riley, what's Cass thinking and feeling right now? So, Cass has had a, has been on an emotional roller coaster for the past like. 10 minutes, I feel like 15 minutes from from when Cass realized that maybe something was weird when she was talking to Trixie and Nancy, trying to get her contract and then sensing something was up and then everybody else started panicking and she thought they were trying to escape and they weren't and then she got Clarissa and then she started looting as much shit from the mansion as she could and then she escaped and got picked up by a vulture. So it's like she hasn't had time to process any of these thoughts yet. So she's, she's just in shock, I think. She's just in shock. She's glad to have Clarissa back. She's holding Clarissa very tightly under her sneaky cloak and yeah just like trying to catch up with her own thoughts right beautiful oh what is Dr. Christina thinking as she flies through the air being held by Christian uh, she's thinking wow the Christian just knows how to take care of me exactly where his talons are there are like great acupressure points for me and I'm feeling very relaxed I also hate what I look like at the moment, but I know looking like Nancy was a necessary evil, and I don't know how to unchange myself. I have no idea how long it's going to last, but I also need to go to the bathroom, so I'm holding it. You didn't You didn't utilize the chamber pot on your way out? I might just, I just might pee and go. I mean, you're mm. flying through the air. It's the yeah, perfect it's... opportunity to just release and... Yeah, maybe like... Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. What are we? Are we we'll flying see. over like a village? Are we flying over the woods? Like who's she peeing on? I really want is what I'm. My Below you is. right now is the forest uh, that has like all this dark green vegetation. So it's probably right. yeah. Like there's probably a lot of pee down there. Yeah, it's like peeing in the ocean. I think yeah. you're yeah. Okay. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nicole slash Anya. What is Anya thinking and feeling right now? Anya is in a state of 
elation and also sadness because she has her special boy Bryn back, right? He's tucked in underneath her armor of cold resistance against her <laughs> chest. Um, hopefully he's he's warm in there because I feel like we're up pretty high and it might be fucking freezing. And so I'm happy mm. to have this armor on. But also we just watched Sasha essentially sacrifice herself for us. And mm. so Anya's trying to figure out like, was that a moment of true sacrifice or was that just another plot point for Nancy and Trixie? Mm. And so she's mulling that over. Wow. And, and Liz Jenkins, as uh, you are flying over the air with this vulture, its talons in your shoulders carrying you, uh, what is Cece thinking? She's thinking two things. One, I sure hope these bitches don't forget that I'm the real victim. <laughs> Even though Sasha maybe sacrificed herself, whatever. I'm the real victim here. And two, she's like, why did I throw my sword? (laughs) Why did I do that? I have nothing now. I was trying to be a hero. And now look at me. All right. So as you're flying through the air over this uh, forest that Dr. Christina has just urinated on, um, we're going to ask for you to roll a perception check. All of us? Uh, yes, everyone. 21. Ooh. 13. 11. 19. Okay, great. So, Dr. Christina, you notice that the air has grown dry and crackly. Oh, yeah. My 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 skin definitely feels parched. <laughs> mm. Maybe you're dehydrated. Okay, wow. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Cece notices that the vultures are grunting to each other and they are sounding alarmed. Ani notices that looking over at Dr. C, her disguised self-spell as Nancy Andrews is starting to flicker in and out. Sometimes she's Dr. C, sometimes she's Nancy. It's going back and forth. It's very jarring. Mm. And rolling highest, Riley, Cass up ahead is the first to notice the dark clouds approaching, blanketing the sky as you get closer and closer. And as the vultures soar towards those clouds, you all see the first flash of lightning. And the vultures fly, still grunting at each other, but bearing forward straight into that lightning storm, their talons digging even tighter in your shoulders. Lightning flashes all around you, and the vultures start veering wildly side to side, down and up, trying to avoid being struck, buffeted so hard by the wind that feathers are being blown from their bodies. I'm so glad I peed earlier. some animal handling checks to help steer your vulture to avoid getting hit by lightning? Mm. Oh, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> 16. Four. Four. Oh. I also got a four. Oh, Great. shoot. I have a 14. Okay, so... I'm so scared. (laughs) So with a 16, Cece, you, oh my gosh, you do so well. You steer that vulture with like absolute confidence. You are just darting back and forth, avoiding the lightning with like such panache. It like doesn't even look hard. Yeah, you're tugging on the ankles of your vulture and kind of guiding them. Yeah, like you're hang gliding. Yeah, exactly. I did hang glide a lot (laughs) back in in Compton. There was a lot of that growing up. <laughs> There's a big hang gliding scene. Mm-hmm. Who rolled the next highest? I have a 14. Okay, great. Yeah, so you are also, you're not as good as CC, obviously. Like, who could be? But your vulture does obey your, your guidance. And he banks slightly too hard to the left, though, at one point. And he shakes you around enough that your bag kind of drops open. And you lose something. What do I lose? Bryn. Is it Bryn? <laughs> oh my god, I would I would come a, 
I would, I would. Nicole just quits the show. Yeah, done. Um, no, what does fall from your bag, you see it tumbling away into the forest, is a small cat made of hay and twine. No. What the fuck? That's a thing you had? Yeah. It was a gift. From Brina's brothers, yeah. Oh, that's right. They, they made it for Mama Anya when they thought that she was going to be joining their family. Who rolled the next highest? Oh, Riley we and I tied for four. four. Oh, you tied? Oh, oh gosh. You grab onto those vultures and you you try to steer them away, but you steer them directly towards the lightning. And they, they kind of almost are heading right towards each other and they have to course correct so wildly to avoid the lightning and one another that they, they both, like, nearly drop you for a second. You're, like, for a second, you're free-falling before they grab you again. And as you fall, your bag almost tumbles from your grip, and you lose three things. Dang it! Oh, no. Okay. What are they? Cass, you have lost your marijuana mint tin. <gasps> Damn it! One of your healing crystals. No! And one of your short bows. Oh, oh well, I've got a couple of those, so I'm less sad about that. Which healing crystal did I lose? <laughs> it was orange. So it was orange. <laughs> that um, that would have been the sunset crystal. Oh, the sunset, oh, the crystal. sunset oh. crystal. Yeah, it's for it's for old people. Well, it's for old people. <laughs> Is that what you just said? Yeah, when you're in the sunset of your life. <laughs> oh, so you didn't need it anyway. No, obviously I'm so yeah. young. Thirty-eight. So young. Um, and that's right, Doctor C, you lose. Oh, you lose your silver compact. <gasps> Wasn't that originally Cece's compact? Yeah. So you're just losing Cece's shit oh, now. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, I was holding it for her. Well, you're dropping it for her now. Since I'm gliding so well, can I swoop in and get it? Oh, Ooh. yeah, let's try. What would you roll for that? Maybe just a yeah dexterity check in general. Love that. If you get a 15 or above, Liz, we'll say that you're successful. 15! <gasps> yeah! That's so exciting. <laughs> And she swoops it in her bra. In her bra. Yes. 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 Bra holding. Bra holding. Love, love, love. Mm. She also dropped, Dr. C dropped her Botox syringes and a set of sparkly pan pipes. No. Well, we only had three syringes. To be honest, that's not a lot of Botox. So, like, we'll give that to God. But my pan pipes, how yep. will I ever back Cass up on her bagpipes? Well, You're going to just have to play the spoons. <laughs> I don't have spoons. God damn it, Christine. <laughs> Who rolled the highest with perception? It was Cass, right? Yeah. You are able to look behind you at some point and you see Kiki with her vulture. Because Kosha is not here today, though, she automatically rolls a zero. And then what happens? Um, well, it's not good. Oh, no. Diving low towards the trees to escape the storm, Kiki's vulture is struck by lightning. <gasps> The vulture lets out a horrible cry and its wings go wide and stiffen. It's already falling as its talons lose their grip on Kiki and she drops towards the thick vegetation below. Kiki screams, the sound growing fainter and fainter as she and the vulture spiral out of your sight. How high up are we? What are her chances? Well, Kiki's vulture was diving to escape a bolt of lightning and she fell into the thick vegetation, but like, I don't know. Yeah, and all four of your vultures that are left over go faster now. They're trying to get through the lightning and they are successful, but you go further and further from Kiki and it doesn't seem, Cass, if you tried to turn your vulture the other way, it wouldn't let you. It's determined to go. So am I the only one that noticed that Kiki... Yes. Okay. I think Cass is also just still in shock so much that she just, she's like, am I dreaming? Am I awake? We're on, we're being carried by birds through a lightning storm and one of my friends just like ditched in the pea forest. Like I, you know, none of it's competing. (laughs) The Forest of Everlasting Urine. That's its formal name. 
Okay, that's what it's called. It is now. <laughs> We're oh never changing it. Nope. All right. So your vultures are flying so fast, and as suddenly as the lightning storm began, it ends, and the sky clears. You and your four remaining vultures are flying over a barren landscape now—a landscape of jagged rocks. And in the distance, and growing closer, you see buildings. And as you approach, it starts to look like some kind of ancient settlement. It's long abandoned, mostly in ruins, but one structure still stands, weathered and worn by the passage of time. This structure is at least 40 feet tall, made of marble and stone with large pillars on either side of its doors. The doors are nearly as tall as the building itself, and they are open wide, like the mouth of a Venus flytrap. Oh. As you approach, you see something moving on the ground. Oh, God, what is And then we're going to ask everyone to roll another little perception check. Before you do that, Dr. C calls back and says, so if anyone needs to pee, now's the time. It's barren landscape. (laughs) Ooh, I rolled a three. 18. Seven. Nine. Okay. Nicole, Anya notices that it looks like horses right outside of the structure. And as you look even closer to those horses, you recognize that gleaming white coat and... (gasps) like a sparkle and it it seems as though that might be Brock and your other horses along with your cart. Whoa! Did we leave shit in the cart? No, we brought everything with us, right? We brought every fucking thing <laughs> with us. We leave nothing behind. What a choice. There's probably an empty hamstrabbit mm. cage mm. in the cart. Are mm. there any hamstrabbits left? Have we maintained possession of any living hamstrabbits throughout this journey? Bryn has a couple of them, yeah. Bryn has hamstrabbits. Good to know. Sorry, remind me where the cart the cart is from. It was right after you were kidnapped. We, we escaped the <laughs> village. And we swindled the horse lady out of some horses oh, and sure a cart did. and a bunch of hamster rabbit hybrids. Hamster rabbit. Swindle is a strong word. And then when the rest of the party came across that, what ended up being an owlbear cave, the horses and cart couldn't go in. So Christian told Dr. Christina through intuition that he would take them all the way around the mountain range around Num Valley and bring them to somewhere where you Christian could... Christian the vulture, not my yes, husband. Yes, Christian the vulture. But same, same. Yeah. So then since this is... Christian has brought the horses here. That probably means we're landing here. You are landing here, and the vultures are flying you straight towards that building. Okay. They're not even slowing down, and they fly right through those giant doors. And as you cross the threshold to the inside, the vultures release you from their grip, and you go tumbling out of their talons. And we're going to ask you to roll a dexterity saving throw to see if you can avoid taking damage from that little... Yeah, it's just kind of like a stone floor, and it's pretty ancient, so there might be some small amounts of debris. 13. 20. 17. 3. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Christina, could you roll a d6 for hitting the floor really hard and skidding? Oh, oh no. 5. A five. Oh, gee whiz. You are having a day. So um, you rolled a five. That means you have to deduct five hit points from your total with a five damage. Christian, you know, normally he's so gentle with you, but he must have been frazzled by the lightning storm and everything going on because he, he lets you go quite suddenly and you just tumble down and hit that stone floor and you kind of like skitter across it. And along the way, there are like smaller bits of rock and stuff that you just scrape along and it kind of cuts up. Um, are you sliding on your back as you fall down? Her face, I think. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, it twists you. It twists you around, and now you're on your back as you're sliding. Yeah. And you do get all these like scrapes up your back from the the jagged rocks on the ground. <sighs> Yay! And then who rolled between a ten and fourteen? I rolled a thirteen. Okay, with a thirteen, uh, you also get dropped kind of hard, but not as hard as Doctor C. And you bounce a little bit on that stone floor. And we're going to ask you to roll a D four for damage. Okay. 
Two. Okay, so you deduct two from your HP. Got it. And if you rolled a 15 or above, you land so gracefully, you just kind of tuck and roll, and you take no damage whatsoever. So Anya turns around and sees Dr. Christina and Cass just, like, eating shit really hard. And so I look immediately to Christian and say, What? This this is how you drop your girlfriend? You drop her on the floor like she has so much trash? Does he respond? Well, Anya cannot speak to animals, right? That's not one of her powers. No, I'm just looking at him and yelling at him. Just yelling at him. Can you not respond? Yeah. And he he looks at you and, like, kind of cocks his head and then looks at Christina, maybe realizes she's going to be okay. And then he takes flight again in the room and goes about, was it 40 feet up? Oh, it's a tall room. All right. It's a very, yeah, it's a very tall it's room. It's a tall room. And he goes 40 feet up into kind of like a little concave in the wall with the little brass perch. Mm. And as you watch him do this, you notice, Anya, that the rest of the vultures that are with you, the three others, also take a place in similar concaves all around this main room. And if you would like to look at your text messages, I've sent you a map. It's gorgeous. Another stunning map. God, I love these maps. Yeah, the maps have gotten, like, really good. And if you are listening along, you can find this map in our ancillary content. Um, it's on our Instagram and in the, the links in our episode notes. You really want to look at it. Worth is it. this a candlelit <laughs> chandelier in the center yeah, of the room? Oh, sure it is. Clearly. Stunning. Thank you so much. Um, so the perches that the vultures are on, is it like they belong there or they've just chosen a place to sit that kind of, like, is convenient? It looks suspicious convenient as though they belong there. Hmm. Okay, and is there one missing? There are other perches that are empty. It's not just yeah. the four. Um, yes. They just take four of them. Okay. It's beautiful. Okay. The candle work is overwhelming. Thank you. Um, so it's a large room. Each square is about five feet each, so let me see. Oh my god, it's to scale? Like, each square is five feet? That's what a grid is for. Yeah, that's what <laughs> grids are for. It's not perfectly to scale, but yeah, oh, it's about... garbage. <laughs> so, the first two blocks that you see on the bottom, we're going to call everything north, south, east, and west as if the top is always north. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, in the most south, you'll see the two doors that you flew through. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Venus flytrap doors, yeah. mm-hmm. which are still currently wide open for the moment. Do they literally look like, do they have the tenderly things that it looks like a Venus flytrap? Like, how afraid of these doors should we be? <laughs> they look like ancient doors. They're very tall as well. I think they're about... 30, 40 feet yeah, tall? Yeah, they're, they're about 30 feet tall. They're almost as tall as the building itself. And they don't have, like, they don't physically look like a Venus flytrap, but they give you that vibe. All right. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, Seymour. Okay. Carry on. Love that musical. <laughs> There's marble pillars on Ooh. the right side and left side of that main opening room, mm-hmm. um, as well as a stone coffin to the north, a stone coffin to the east and to the west. Coffins? Coffins? Or bodies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. The room is lit. There's candles everywhere. Usually, I mean, there's at least eight sticks of candles. What do you call them? When there's like Candelabras? multiple. Yeah, thank you. And that's the main room you see right now. To the east and to the west, you also see opening archways. There's no door there. You could go in there. They look like open places to explore. And am I missing anything? What are the circles? Pillars, I think. Pillars, yeah. Yes, pillars, marble pillars. pillars. Thank you. All right, so I guess Anya sees Christian fly up there without really doing anything to help his human girlfriend. And (laughs) I'd love to know what you expect a vulture to do about... I don't know, like... uh, Honestly, like a pat on the head, an apology nod. With his tail. Like, oh, with his wing. Ba, ba, 
<laughs> like little bop on the head. That's adorable. I just love that you're indignant on her behalf about what this vulture I mean, did if they're going to start a relationship, we don't want it to start from this negative place. Sure. We're not starting. It's established. <laughs> and I have my medical bag, and inside of it is some oxy, and I'm going to take two of them. Wow. Good night. Wow. This is going to be fun. That might result in some disadvantage rolling. That's fine. (laughs) Fuck it. Look, I'm already rolling poorly today, so like, let's go all the way. (laughs) Wonderful. Oh, I also have some numbing cream, but you know what? I'm just going to see if I can live through the pain. (laughs) With oxy. With oxy, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to muscle through this one with a bunch of drugs. (laughs) Guys, I don't want to be the hero here, but my pain tolerance, wow. You're so brave. As Dr. C pops those oxys in her mouth, Anya, you're still staring at Christian as he looks straight ahead. And then you notice all the vultures are looking straight ahead. And then the giant doors slam shut behind you and begin to glow with a dim red light. It's one of the biggest sounds you've ever heard. And because this ancient place is so big, it also echoes all around you. And we're all in there right now? Nah, Kiki. She, she lost in the pee forest, but the <laughs> four of us are in there. Lucky Kiki. Okay. Ladies, this is big problem. Yes, how we get out of here. <laughs> Cass is completely ignoring Anya. She just takes out her sword. Ooh, okay. You equip your sword. And like backs up against a wall. Sure. You back up to the north wall. Great. Okay. I'd like to investigate. I want to look around. I want to like, wh- what's going on in here? Um, can I roll for that? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to choose like an area to look at? I want to look at the doors. They're glowing. Okay. Like what's going on with those doors? Yeah. So I rolled a 10 for investigation. So... I know that's going to be really fruitful. It's a big room. You guys, I can help your investigation and light it up with my spotlight spell. Ooh. Ooh. Like some help, Anya. I mean, I'm just I'm just worried that since there are coffins in here, the dead bodies are going to come out. That's my like deepest fear. Um, so I kind of want to save that spell um, slot for you in case we have to battle the, de- the dead, the undead. Um, but I don't know, obviously, what's coming. Um, just like a deep fear. Are there any other doors in this room or is it just the big doors? You can see the big doors and you can see those two like other, what looks like other spaces leading off to either side. Open, open oh, archways. Yeah, right. Open archways. Got it. Got it. Okay. So like very tall, open archways. The 10 has not netted me any good investigation of the doors that are glowing. There's some... There's some big doors. It's a big room with big doors. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So and the air is heavy with dust, and it looks like no one's been here for a really long time. Okay. Yeah. Cass is still convinced that she's not, that like we're about to be attacked. So far, being attacked has not gone well for her. Um, she's still in a state of shock, so she's just panicking quietly. She puts her sneaky hood up. Ooh. And I think I'm kind of near that coffin, right? Yes, you are very near to that coffin. Yep. I think she's going to try and get in that coffin. <laughs> Okay. Brave. Brave. Yeah. Um, can you roll us a strength check to see if you can push the stone slab off the top? For sure. Oh, it's a natural 20 plus <gasps> wow. some shit. Holy cow. This could be great or horrible. Oh, uh, my strength modifier is negative two. So it's a natural 20 <laughs> minus two. But doesn't a natural 20 kind of like do its own thing? There's like some D&D rule around that. A crit this. Yeah. Hit. Yes, it's a crit. <laughs> it's a crit A hit. crit I've yes. crit hit that coffin. <laughs> now what? I want to get inside it. Yeah, you are successful. The adrenaline that you're feeling of being truly terrified, maybe for the first time since you've been here, surges through you as you push the very top lid off of the coffin. And it probably goes off by three quarters. So it's still on, mm-hmm. but it's like to the side. What's in there? Yeah. 
So you look down to this coffin that is three quarters open, and inside you see a skeleton Mm -hmm. of a young child. Mm -hmm. But she is actually like, she's wearing clothes that are quite well preserved a tattered white and pink dress with the white fabric, yellowed with age but still intact. And the full skirt is tattered, but what's left of it is it's gathered at her waist. It's clearly a very full skirt of what was once a very beautiful and fancy dress. A delicate bow still tops the laced bodice, and strands of blonde hair still cling to her skull. And around her neck, on a fine linked chain, is a key made of bone. Okay, Cass is gonna get in. Zero respect for the tiny girl corpse. <laughs> just, she's going to just crush that body. But she notices the key, and that seems relevant, so I think she's just going to, like, yank it off and put it in her pocket. <gasps> Roll for initiative. God damn it. I swear ah. to God. I swear to God. This happened so much faster than we expected it would. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, so much more to do in here, you guys. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the new podcast, Anomaly. If you love to immerse yourself in fantasy films or escape from reality in an RPG as much as we do, there's another great podcast out there that we think you'll love. Anomaly is a role-playing meditation podcast that's like listening to a great dungeon master combined with a talented meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination while you learn to center yourself, offer forgiveness, find confidence, and relieve stress. In the first campaign, you'll be introduced to the world of Anomaly and learn about its lands, magic, and secrets. As your story unfolds across eight chapters, you'll imagine yourself in scenarios such as learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon. Anomaly features the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard and is available now on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Anomaly spelled with an I-E at the end, not a Y. Go to S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A-L-I-E dot com. That's SeekAnomaly.com to find out more. I rolled a 14. I also rolled a 14. I rolled a 21. I rolled a 20. All right. So as you're watching Cass begin to clamber into this coffin and reach (laughs) for the key around this skeleton child's neck, you notice that above that stone coffin, there is a beautifully painted portrait of a young human girl, just a child, in an extravagant poofy white and pink dress with a full gathered skirt. Her face sparkles with mischief and charm, and in the center of the tiara perched upon her golden curls is a glittering green gemstone. Around her neck, she wears a key made of bone on a chain. It's that girl. It's that gemstone <laughs> that Christina has, but we don't know that. Did you know? Did she never told us about the gemstone, right? Or did she? I didn't. You didn't? Okay. Nope. It's in my jumpsuit. She kept it very secret. So that is Riley knowledge, but not cast knowledge. <laughs> That's right. Dr. C uh, rolls over onto her stomach and sees Cass <laughs> lifting her legs, her beautiful young legs, into the coffin. And Dr. C immediately thinks... This is going to be bad. Nothing good ever happens with messing with the dead. And so she tries to ring, ring Anya, but forgot about the rings on her fingers. Oh. She goes, ring, ring Anya. Yeah, it doesn't work. And she, it's not happening. But she is also high on oxy. So she just keeps going, ring, ring Anya. 
Ring, ring, Anya. Dr. C, I'm right here. We can't call each other. We have these stupid fucking rings on our fingers. What is up? Did you see Cass just climb into fucking coffin? Okay, so that really happened. While they're talking, Cass is trying to put the lid back over herself. She is disturbing the dead. This is very bad. We do not it's know where we are. It's very bad, but also, how did she get all that strength? Do you think she's working out more? Is it like a Pilates thing? Maybe. Honestly, she is looking very tight and right. Yeah. Cass, when you grabbed the bone key, that skeleton suddenly comes to life, it seems. I'm sitting on top of her. Great. (laughs) Cass is sitting on top of the skeleton child, reaching out to grab that bone key. Uh And as you touch it, the little princess child's bony hand grasps your wrist and squeezes you painfully tight. And her skull turns up towards you, the empty sockets where her eyes should be fixed upon your face. And from the other two stone coffins, you hear the rattling of bones. Fuck. I Can we see what's going on? Or we just saw Cass climb in and we don't see anything else? Just saw Cass climb on top of her. Yeah, so Dr. Christina, as you follow the sound of the rattling bones to the east and west side of that main room, those other, other stone coffin tops start to drag away. And you notice they also have two portraits hung above the stone coffins. One of is a, of like kind of a, a warrior woman with a um, a breastplate and holding a shield. Cool. The metal is like gleaming and she also has one of those like weapons that's like a stick with a mace at the end called a flail. I think those. I'm not a weapon. I don't know. I think it's a flail. I think you're right. Yeah. And she <laughs> in her picture you may notice that in the center of that breastplate is a gleaming green gemstone. What's on the other portrait? Yes. So above that other stone coffin, you see a beautifully painted portrait of a young, vibrant elf woman. She's dressed in a simple homespun dress with a white apron and cap. Her eyes are bright and lively, and wrapped around her wrist is a sparkling silver cuff bracelet with a glittering green gemstone. Ooh, oh, fuck, guys. the green gemstone. They love green gemstones. So this is, we're just in initiative, right? So it's Nicole or? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be Anya's turn I mean, first. have we, uh, we've seen the the coffins kind of opening. We've, we've seen the portraits. Cass, have you made any sound that you're being uh, grabbed by this? Like, do we know we're in a battle right now? Or am Are I just we like. we in a battle or is Cass? That's a good question. Because, yeah, if we're in initiative, the idea would be that we are reacting to something. You see it. Ha- it's a very loud sound when she first opened up the stone coffin. Right. It reverberated all around the room. It was unavoidable to look at her. At the very least, with passive perception, the vibe of the room went from, like, chill to not so chill. Yeah. And the other ones are opening, too, right? Yes. So the coffins are opening, and everyone can hear the rattling of bones. And then, yes, as you look from side to side, you see skeletal figures rise from the stone coffins beneath the paintings. Uh, Cass, get out of coffin. Something is happening. This is very bad. Uh, everybody get up. Come on, come on. And then I, I sh- Bryn's still in my breastplate, right? Mm-hmm. Bryn, Bryn, uh, do, you, do you want to hide? Do you feel safe with me? How, what, what, how are you? Something bad is happening here and I don't know what to do. He pops his little head out from your armor and he says, I want to stay close to you, but I can help you if you want. 
I mean, I don't want to put you in any danger, but I am, of course, always wanting of your help because you are a big, strong boy. I can, I can punch with my fists, and he holds up his tiny fists. Oh, Bryn, I want you to stay <laughs> very safe. Uh, hide in my ample bosom, quickly. Hide, hide, <laughs> hide. Him away. Hide, hide, hide. <laughs> All right. So I feel like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some, some like primal knowledge. Like I've got to commune with the ancestors here, and I've got to figure <gasps> out what the fuck is going on. Ooh. Unfortunately, primal knowledge will not work inside of a structure. It's just oh, for nature. Fuck. Oh, Savage. shit. All right. I'm going to go straight. I'm just going to call on the ancestors to shield and, and with protection. I'm going to go for shield of genes. Is this a bonus action, though? Can I use this right now? Yeah, I think you, you can. You can use a bonus action as well as it. You can use the a regular action first. Action, yeah. Right? yeah. And I think you can use them in any order. Like, I think you can use a bonus action before a regular action. Yeah. That's really fine. I don't see why not. I also kind of want to. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of magic in here, so I don't necessarily need to detect magic, but I want to do all of those things. I feel like you've done so many things so far. I know. <laughs> it feels like a lot. I know, but I haven't really done anything but like talk about my feelings. It's, it's six seconds, um, right? Okay, is your turn six seconds? <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I'm looking, I'm seeing the portrait above the one with the flail. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to entangle, use entangle on that coffin so they can't fucking get out of that Amazing. coffin. Okay. Ooh, That's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm casting that spell on the East. So I'm doing that. Wraps around. I do my little uh, jazz hands, essentially, is what I want you to imagine at the coffin. Scarlet Witch hands. Yeah. And the viney, stringy ropes uh, of weeds come out of my fingertips and wrap themselves tight, tight, tight around that coffin. Like poison wow. ivy? Yes. Very central. Uma Thurman's poison ivy is what I want you to picture. Okay. Sexy. Wow. Yes. Sensual. So sexy. So much hair. So much green. Um, and closes that back up. That was a good move. And I'm going to also equip, I'm going to pick up my hand axes. There's, you've done eight things. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you do the spell. It shoots out like you described. Yeah. And it's starting to close up the top lid. You do see one bony arm start to stick out. And then as the lid closes up on it, it snaps that arm off and falls onto the floor. Well, now you done pissed him off. I got strong vines. Is that arm moving around on its own? That's what I was just going to Yes. yes. Oh, God damn it. it. Is. And it is the arm that was holding the flail. So it's moving around with the flail. Cool. Yeah, Cece's next. I don't really care, but what's happening with Cass? <laughs> well, in this like six second window of your turn, yeah. um, I think you still see just like Cass's back. I don't know, Cass, if, are you struggling against the bony hand that's grasping you? I mean, it's not my turn yet, so yeah. Yeah, so you're struggling. <laughs> struggling and yeah. But the other coffin on the other side of the room is still sliding open and there is a skeletal creature rising from it. Okay, can I throw my sleep spell at it? Ooh. Okay, yeah. I think I can. So you'll you'll run up as close as you can to that coffin, and yeah, you can cast sleep. Ooh. She puts her hands to her <laughs> her mouth. She like it's almost like when you just have an Altoid and your breath is like ooh minty. She goes. <laughs> I felt the effervescent crystals. In those, what were those commercials? I feel like it wasn't Altoids. Uh, the were ice blasters? Mm. Yeah, where they would breathe their ice breath on shit from the 90s. <laughs> mm. That's, That's a sleep body. That's a sleep spell. So she rolls a 5d8, and the total that she gets is how many hit points of creatures the spell can affect. 
So, like, if she doesn't roll enough to cover all of the hit points of the skeleton, it won't fall fully asleep. Oh, Devastating. I didn't know Wait, that. Five D eight. Um, what is a five D eight? The D eight five times, and then just add up the results. Oh, the D eight five oh. times. Okay, here we go. That's so math. many times. Yeah. We got a. Yeah. Gotta math it. A four. Mm-hmm. Who's doing this four? math? Because it ain't CC. I, I got you. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> Four, a six. Ten. Ten. A one. Eleven. Eleven. A five. Sixteen. A four. Twenty. Yeah, 20. That was it. So as you see this skeleton starting, like it has two hands now and it's like kind of crouched and it's about to stand up as your sleep is slowly moving across and it hits this skeleton and they just kind of collapse like a rag doll, kind of back into the coffin with maybe like one arm out like this. Okay. I did my job. Wow. <laughs> you guys are making short work of these skeletons. Yeah, man. I mean, we hope. God. <laughs> Season two, bitches. Let's go. <laughs> Cece's like, just FYI, whenever Cece's spells land, she does like a, you know, like an end credits or a beginning credits like pose, like a sitcom pose. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she does. So she crosses her arms nice. and turned her back to nothingness. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It is that same skeleton's turn, and I just read that undead creatures are immune to the sleep spell. No! <laughs> so it's It just kind of it tripped. It was like it still like was hit by the sleep itself and the mintiness mm. <laughs> and it went all through the skeleton's body and it gave it a chill mm. and the chill <laughs> kind of made it like you know it just kind of twitched into that position and now it's getting back up again. Cece's still just and like... Cece's back is to it right? <laughs> yeah. she turned her back She like confidently casts this spell and then poses with her back to it as it's not affected at all by this spell. Oh my spell. gosh. Side out of mind. So you see the rest of you except for Cece, this skeleton, and Cass. Cass doesn't see this either. So just Dr. Christina and Anya, you watch how this skeleton hops out of the coffin and then turns back around, grabs something out of the coffin. Oh no. It's a broom. Oh, it's a broom. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we never gave them a chance to be like, are they bad? Maybe they're just tidy. That's why I just locked the other one in its coffin. I didn't want to start shit, you know? Y'all never got beaten by flip-flops or brooms, so... They've got flip-flops? Oh, God. Okay, so this skeleton grabs the broom. It turns back around to Cece, and it charges. It's not stopping. You don't even have time to warn her. So you turn around just as she's starting to swing this broom down towards your feet. You get swept off your feet. Exactly. <laughs> well, we'll see. Could you roll a dexterity saving throw? And if you get... An 11 or above, you are able to jump over the broom. 22. All those skipping days. What you guys didn't know is growing up in Compton. While she was hang gliding. Cece played a lot. While she was hang gliding on the side, she did a lot of double dutch. It shows. So Mm -hmm. she just like, Miss Mary Matt. Pops up over the broomstick and is like, I feel like that warrants another end credits pose after that like successful <laughs> skip it moment. Uh, arms crossed, just like kind of like a Reba McIntyre. Yes. All right, baby, come at me. Type of pose. Yes. Perfect. That skeleton has a bonus action. Okay. Called a sweeping flourish. Skeleton. So, what is your AC, CC? Fifteen. Okay. 
she is successful as she like tries to sweep under your feet and you're doing your fiddler on the rooftop. <laughs> she takes the blunt part of the broom and she just like tries to like poke you really hard in the ribs with it and is successful. Please roll a 1d6 for your damage. Don't be in my ribs. Yeah. Ooh, a six. Oh. That's a real mm. bad Oh. Good. And you will take six oh. points away from your HP. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's not good. That's not good for Cece. I'm just telling you, brooms are no joke. <laughs> I tried to warn you the serious broom. And it is so hard on Cece's ribs that those of you who are watching, watch her crumple to the ground. Oh man. It's Cass's turn. Okay. Cass is on top of this skeleton. I've got the key in one hand and she's got her hand on my wrist, right? Yes. Okay. As soon as it becomes clear that she doesn't want me to have the key, I want this key even fucking more. So, <laughs> oh, and I've got my sword too. Yeah, and it was equipped. It was equipped. Yeah. Yeah, you took it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to stab her in the face. <laughs> I'm straddling her. Oh my her. gosh. Like, wh- where specifically in the skull are you aiming? Between her eyes. Damn. Ooh. We need you to roll to see if you hit her. <laughs> If I miss her, having I'm straddling her and she's a child. And if I miss her, this would be really embarrassing. We are going to let you roll with advantage because of your proximity and straddling her. Okay, the first one was a 16. And the second one was a 19. Ooh. So You are successful. You... What's the best way to describe this? Like, plunge the sword into her tiny childlike skull. Yeah, that was love it. My God, <laughs> graphic but accurate. It does release its grip on your wrist. Yes. And moves its hands towards the sword. So I have the key now. Yes. Great. You have the key. Right. And then we need to roll to see how much damage she took from that sword stab. Oh, I hope a lot. Um, in the face. It's a four of damage for that. We get an action and a movement. Is that right? Yes. Per turn? Yes. Can my movement be putting that key in my bag? It is an action to put things in and out of your bag. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Callan's right. So Anya was able to... Call out to everybody, have a long discussion with Bryn, cast Entangle on the coffin, and then equip her hand axes, but I can't put my key in my bag. Nope. Okay, fine. Fine. It's fine. fine. It's fine. You throw can, it into... I can just be holding the key. No, no, it's fine. You can toss it into your bag. I'm not really that worried about it. Okay. So you do. Great. Great. So that's your turn, and we are moving over to Dr. Christina. Dr. C looks at all the portraits, and she's like, yes, I love these strong women. Beautiful. <laughs> Even in death, they are ready to rise up and fight for what's right. <laughs> However... My girl Cece, it looks like she's having some issues and I would like to do acid bubbles Ooh. on the skeleton that's behind Cece. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome, boo. All right. So with the acid bubble spell, Dr. C hurls a bubble of acid at that skeleton and the skeleton must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 of acid damage. And the dexterity saving throw has to be a 13 or higher. Ooh. I rolled a natural one. Ooh. Crit fail. Yeah. So you're going to take a D6 of acid damage, Miss Skeleton. Yes, that's four. Okay. Okay. So that acid bubble hits and you watch it pop on her ribs. She's still wearing clothes, but they're like being eaten up by the acid. And then her bones too. So it's like kind of like a little acid fire curling into her chest and like, burning up and becoming this big gaping hole. She looks down 
she looks back up. Oh, spooky. At you, Dr. Christina, if that wasn't clear. Oh, okay, cool. She's like, yeah, how you like that heartburn. <laughs> nice. Sick catchphrase. Would you like to do a bonus action or a move, Dr. Christina? Uh, she takes out her scimitar. Ooh. Bam. Fantastic. Uh, moving on to little girl skeleton. So she's got her hands on the sword. And the first thing she does is she... Pulls it out. Jesus, that's a strong-ass child skeleton. (laughs) Yep. And she's immediately going to swipe at you, Cass. Good. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, so she loosens it from your grip and she makes a swipe. But I think you have a chance to do a dexterity saving throw to see if you can dart yourself out of the way before that happens. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Probably not, honestly. That's not looking good. Oh, no. Uh, Six. (gasps) Yeah. She takes a big swipe right across your chest, but above your boobs. Okay, okay. You roll for damage. 1d8 minus 2. It is, so 5. Goes right through your outfit, and it's a pretty big, gashy blood thing starting to happen. But it's not like at your heart. It's not, it didn't puncture any major organs. Or any implants that you might have. What are you, what are you saying? Or may not. (laughs) I don't know what you've been reading on page 6, but these are all natural. That happens, and she starts to try to move, but you're on her, and so that's gonna take another action for her to try to get you off. And now it is the stone coffin warrior skeleton's turn, but I think they would have to try to go against your entangled mm, okay. to like break through it. Is there a DC or something on the entanglement? They must succeed on a strength saving throw. This is if it's on a creature. Right. And it lasts up to one minute, and I must maintain concentration. Ooh. Oh. Okay, you see like something thudding against it really hard, but it's staying intact for now. For now. Uh, we can move back up to you, Anya. Oh, great. I am going to hold my turn and maintain concentration on this thing because I feel like we have our hands pretty full with these other skeletons. Great. Would you like Bryn to do anything? I would like Bryn to continue nestling in my ample bosom. Okay. Wonderful. He does. He goes even deeper in them. Cece. Yes. You were just thrown onto the ground. Yeah. Your ribs hurt. All because of Cass. And she's looking at Cass getting stabbed like... (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. Um, So Cece's sitting there. She's just like so annoyed. She literally hates getting hurt for other people. She looks to both ways at both of the rooms because there's rooms on either side, right? Yeah, when you first walk in and you look at it, to the right was where the warrior was, so that's where the hand with the mace is, and okay. then to the left is the the mate is still over there, right? With her broom. I thought she was in front of me. Yeah, she's, she's standing over you, and I think she would actually have... Could you roll another dexterity roll to see if you can roll out of the way, perhaps? Because she would have an, a reaction to hit you again before you moved out of her would she? square. <laughs> yeah, she gets to take an opportunity attack. That's what it's you, called. If you disengage from her. A d20? Yes. Yes, yes. a d20. 15. Oh, wait, do I add anything? Dexterity 16. 17. Oh, great. Amazing. Even better. So she goes in again to, like, do another broom stab to your other rib and you roll out of the way just in time. Like the little boy from Hook. Just... <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! She can. Okay, so you roll towards the west and you roll 30 feet's worth, which is your 
your movement, and you are just able to get into those first two squares of the room. Through that door, as you roll on in there, you see that you are in a smaller chamber than the large one you just left, with a low wooden bench in the center, and there are paintings hanging on the walls in three sets of two, showing uh, familiar figures that were also in the paintings in the other room. Okay. Yeah, I would I would like to roll into that room and like take in the surroundings. You said there's more paintings, but no more tombs and I, there's candles. Yes. Would you like to roll for investigation yeah. maybe? Sure. Okay. So 13. Ooh, okay. 13. You can see all of the paintings. There are six of them. They're in three sets of two. And there's two on the wall to your left, two on the wall to your right, and two on the wall directly in front of you. Okay. And all of them show a portrait of the same people who are in the portraits in the other rooms. But this time they're in their natural habitat. So the warrior is in the middle of battle holding up her flail. The princess is sitting on a throne that's much too big for her because she's so small with people bowing down in front of her. And the maid is kneeling in the ashes of a fireplace. That and the maid fucked me up? Well, you know. CC stops right there and is like, the maid? (laughs) She's pissed. Please go on. The second set, like each one of them is two sets, so that was the first painting in each set. The second painting in each set shows each of the figures holding out their hands cupped in profile, and you can see that also in profile facing them is a vulture holding a green gemstone gently in its beak as it drops it into their cupped palms. She sits on the bench and is just like, I can't believe this. (laughs) (laughs) That same maid skeleton, it was looking at its burned up acid chest hole and it looked at Dr. Christina and it starts with its broom just like charging up to you. Super fast, no questions asked. Me or Christina? Uh, Dr. Christina. Um, So it goes towards the northwest corner of that room and it does a big sweep again, but this time the fringes on the broom hit that candle. Oh shit. And it lights up on fire. The broom. Yeah, the broom. The broom lights up on fire and swings it towards your feet again, Dr. Christina. You must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or be ignited. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. If you get a 13, you will be able to hop it. Oh, no. That face really says I definitely got a 13. It's a six. It's a six. six. We've been ignited, family. Okay. It sweeps towards the bottom. Uh, What are you wearing again? Your white jumpsuit? The jumpsuit, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. those flames hit the bottom of your white jumpsuit and the flames immediately surround your entire ankle and are moving up. You will take a D6 of fire damage at the start of each of its turn until the target can take an action to douse the fire somehow. Two. Okay. All right, minus two HP. Yeah, that's not good. And now it's Cass's turn. Jesus Christ. Okay, so Christina's on fire. And I'm bleeding from the chest. All good. Um, How far away from the door am I? Which door? The outside door. Oh. The leaving the building door. Yeah, you are 55 feet north from the door. And I can only move 30 feet per turn, is that right? Yes, but you could use your action to move. So you could double up your movement if you use an action. You could do a dash. Okay, I'm going to use my movement and my action to run to the door. Okay. And I'm going to use my bonus action, Bardic Inspiration. (laughs) 
Okay. To inspire Christina. Okay. And that means that for 10 minutes, she can add 1d6 to her ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. Wow. Okay. Nice. And it can be added after seeing the roll, but before knowing the outcome. Y'all gonna have to walk me through that one when we get there. Sure. So as you're running great. towards this door, Cass, I'm gonna um, sing a beautiful song at Christina that inspires yeah. her. Is that what happens? Yeah. yeah. It could be also spoken word. I, so yeah, as I'm running and bleeding profusely, the blood is like trailing <laughs> behind me. Oh my gosh. Um, I've left my sword with the skeleton, just gave up on that bad boy, but I do still have Clarissa. So I'm running. Christina probably thinks I'm running towards her, but I am running past her. But on the way, I just go... Christina, Christina. And it like echoes through her mind and just makes her feel more confident and powerful. And and then I'm just like, bye. And like, keep going to the door. As you're running and singing Christina, Christina into her head. And it is so beautiful and so powerful and so profound and meaningful. Can you roll a wisdom saving throw? A wisdom saving throw is an eight. Okay. Okay. You're running all the way towards the door. Are you going to just move it open? Are you going to, are you doing anything to, to it? I don't, I can't do anything else to, I don't have any more turn. Are you trying to touch the door? My intent is eventually to unlock, try the key in the door. Ah. Can I try to put the key in the door? Sure. Okay. I put the key in the door. Okay. <laughs> cool. So it. you, you, yeah. you run to the doors, the giant doors. And yeah. as you're running and you sing your beautiful song, you make your wisdom saving throw, you rolled kind of low. You do notice enough that there is no keyhole in the door, but your movement carries you forward and you slam into the door. And then mm. there's an ominous buzzing that just starts to grow in your ears. And with the sound of an explosion, the door blasts you back. <gasps> Ow. 30 feet roll for damage. 1d6, please. Four. I'm down to two hit points. <laughs> yes, lady. Oh, oh my God. God. Okay, yeah. So, Dr. Christina, it's your turn. Because of the fire, you need to roll a 1d6 for fire damage at the start of each of its turns starting now. Okay, great. It's a two, so I go from a five to a three. Alrighty. And now you can have your turn. You have one inspiration die that you can choose to roll to add whatever you get with that one to what you've already rolled. So yeah, like as we were saying, if if there's something that it seems like you rolled too low for, you can choose to roll that extra die to get a higher score, but you only get to use it once in the next 10 minutes and then it expires. Got it. So what is Dr. C going to do on her turn? Um, I'm on fire, not fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. I guess healing word. Okay. Okay, cool. So let me roll a D4 plus one. That's a four. Oh, great. So does that mean I can add four to my HP or no? Yes. You add four to the HP, yeah. current HP. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. What is the healing word? Ooh. Um, the healing word is Botox. <laughs> What injuries do you have other than the fire ankles? Fire ankles. <laughs> my back. Yeah. Oh, she got all scraped. She got really scraped up. Yeah. Oh, fire okay. ankles. My new band name. Yeah. Okay, great. So as soon as you say Botox, you feel your back healing up and it's no longer aching and you feel good as new on your back, although your ankles are still on fire. So the healing word is a bonus action. You still have an action and a movement that you could use. Oh, Shih Tzu. Okay, cool. Uh, then let's talk to some animals, children. Yeah, talk to Christian. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, I'm going to talk to my good friend Christian. Okay. So Christina goes, Botox! <laughs> and then she, as she says that and she's feeling better, she catches view of her magnificent Christian just sitting there doing nothing. 
And so she communicates with Christian and is like, hey, see my burning feet? A little help, please. Christian is still staring straight ahead. You could swear that his eyes break for a second as he darts to look at you and straight back up again. And you hear, the ceremony has begun. I can't help you now. God damn it. Oh, I hate the formality. <laughs> yeah, none of this is good. Can Dr. C be like, Christian, I swear to God, I'm going to roast you over this fucking, my fucking ankle fire. Make Kiki eat you. Oh, shit. She would, too. Yeah, she, she gladly. Sure She's been dying wow. to. You, your eyes might be playing tricks, but you think you see a tear rolling down. Oh. You hurt his feelings. Do doves cry? Vultures <laughs> do. Okay. You're so dumb. Oh and now it's the little girl skeleton's turn. This bitch. So she had just sliced Cass. Cass jumped out and ran off and then got hit by the door and blown back. Yeah, okay, so you see the little girl skeleton jump up and she's still holding the sword. She does another agile jump right out of the coffin and onto her feet. You watch her run with a really terrifying speed towards the north marble pillar on the right side of the room, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The closest pillar to that coffin. Mm -hmm. And she climbs up it. No, no ma'am. Like the girl from the ring, all fast and creepy. Fuck this skeleton girl. Yes. I hate this child. And as she's on top of the pillar, she holds on with one arm holding the sword. And out of her pocket, you see her pulling out the little throwing knife. Oh, cool. What the fuck? And she hurls it straight to Anya. <gasps> Rune! And my co- my back is to her because I'm concentrating on that coffin to keep the entangled oh, spell. Yeah. Does it hit? Just like right in the neck. What is your AC? My AC. Well, I'm wearing. Okay, check it. My armor of cold resistance is equipped, so that means I have an AC of 17. Well, your AC is very good, but she got an 18. This bitch, <gasps> I swear to God. Welcome oh. to the injured club. Thank you. Welcome it's great here. <laughs> we're bleeding. We're on fire. You'll love it. She throws that throwing knife right towards you. Could you roll a d4 and add two to it? And then we'll see where she hits you, depending on how much damage you're taking. So fucking rude. (laughs) Four plus two is six. So I'm taking six damage. Okay. Man, where's a good six place for a throwing knife to hit? Shoulder blade? Yeah, it hits the same gash that was made by the vulture. Oh, cool. It's super raw. Uh, Yeah, sorry. So then my concentration breaks. Yes, it uh, does. And I scream in pain. God damn it. Ah! And as that happens, you see how the entanglement spell with all the vines that were so tightly around that coffin, they're slowly starting to loosen their grip. And just at that moment, you see that stone top burst open. That's just one hand they're opening it with, you guys. These fuckers are strong. Do you see that girl just climb that fucking thing with a sword? Like, no. Cece's just on a bench, quietly admiring paintings, by the way. She's cultured, if you guys don't understand culture. Sometimes you have to stop and appreciate art. So the warrior skeleton uses her movement to get out of the coffin. She is missing an arm and also a flail, but is holding a brass shield in the other hand. Um, she is big boned. She's large. She's large. Powerful looking. Very powerful looking. Oh. If she wasn't trying to kill you, it'd be inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> a 
again, like Dr. C said, wow, these women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, strong. She's not close enough to any of you because both of her actions are melee. Melee. So she's going to use her other action to keep moving towards Anya. Dude, what the fuck? You're the closest. I hear you. To Anya's turn? Let's do it. Okay, I, I've got a cameo call it. I mean, as long as Ooh. y'all are down with that, I am going to call on the ancestors. Oh. Alrighty, let's see how this goes. Okay. So that's an arcana check, please. Yeah. Eight. Oh! Yep. Can we hear what it sounds like? <sighs> Didn't work. Didn't work. Okay. So cool. So I've already equipped my my hand axe. I suppose I'm going to turn and look at this spider skeleton bitch up on the <laughs> column. And I'm going to wail my hand axe at her. Ooh, okay. Hard. Could you roll a d20 to see if you hit? I would love to. That's a 22, Whoa. bitches. Oh, shit. I'm going to hit it wow. hard. I'm going to hit it hard. And you do. Yes. What does it look like as that hand axe? In the moment she like she calls on the ancestors, it doesn't work. She Anya takes it into her own literal hands, looks up at this tiny skeleton girl. <laughs> and luckily the knife has hit her in her left shoulder blade and she's right-handed. So she picks up that hand axe that she's already had or she already has in her hand. She lifts it up and she like feels some power coursing through her shoulder and she just like lets it go and she like wow. visualizes it hitting this skeleton chick right in the face like where Cass's <laughs> sword had previously hit. Split that skull and right in half. Yeah. Boom, it splits right in half. And I'm hoping that she falls from the column in a heap, but you have to tell me if that happens. Yeah, so it is a critical hit right as you imagine it. It sticks right into that hole, actually. And it's now lodged into her skull, obstructing um, her view a bit as well. Now she's got more weapons. (laughs) Come on, bro. She will take a 1d6 plus one of damage. Yeah, I was really hoping it was more, but... We're all gonna die. But as that happens, she does drop the sword in her left hand. Okay, And now over to Cece. You still sitting there? It's like being at the Met, but darker. I'm just going <laughs> to peek at some of these paintings and see. Oh, they're really well done. Can you roll an investigation check? Sure. See, so he's going to come back to all of us dead. 12. Okay, great. Behind the portrait of that maid, you notice that there's like... There's just something off about that portrait. Like, it seems like it's kind of like maybe half of it is a little further away from the wall than the other half. There's something definitely going on with that portrait. Hmm. Whoever designed these did a horrible job. (laughs) Savage. (laughs) Savage. She's probably, I do want to pull it back a little bit, but I don't want to, actually, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's going crazy. She just wants to chill. She just wants to rest. Okay. So you're just going to spend this turn just hanging out? Yeah, I think so. Stop and smell the corpses. God damn. And can I hear what's going on in the other room? Yeah, it sounds really loud in there. She's like, ooh, I should probably help, but I'm so tired. Yeah, she's sitting there. She's trying to, like... Mentally prep? Pump herself up? Yeah, she's trying to pump herself yeah. up, mentally Gas prepare. Up. Yeah, yeah, but she's too afraid right now. 
Her ego was bruised. Yeah, it was scary out there. She was cocky out there. The maid, man. And a maid. Yeah, the maid. That maid really got you. (laughs) She's sick over it. Emotionally. And now it's the maid skeleton's turn. So I believe she just... She lit Christine on fire. Yeah, so she still has a flaming broom. Okay, so she still has a flaming broom. Great. (laughs) She's going to try to attack with the same thing. She's going to sweep at you again with that fire, Dr. Christina. Because you're still there. Fun. So a dexterity saving throw. It's a natural 20, bitches. That's a crit. What does a successful dexterity saving throw on the floor look like to you as she comes in with this fire sweep? Maybe I do like the worm. Yeah. Like that's the worm, a crit. Like, that's for dancing, sure a like, crit. Oh, right. yeah. She could have just rolled out of the way, but she worms out no, of the no, way. No, no. She like body rolled <laughs> nice. up and over it. Question for DMs. Do, does the wind from her very successful and sensual worm perhaps put some of the flames out around her Ooh. ankles? I mean, with such a good roll. It's successful enough to take out like half of the fire. God damn it. So you would only take up to three fire damage on the start of your next turn. Okay. Okay. Sick. We'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you've minimized it for sure. Over to Cass. All right, I'm going to try and charm the fire skeleton. Oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. yeah. Um, interesting choice. Okay. The skeleton's going to make a wisdom saving throw. I would love to hear what it sounds like when Cass tries to charm the skeleton and then we'll see if it works. She goes, hey, babe. That's so charmed. I'm charmed, aren't you? The skeleton is going to get to, yeah, roll a wisdom saving throw. And because you are in the middle of a battle with it, it does roll with advantage. Damn. I mean, its first roll was a 17. Oh, cool. it is not charmed. So you are uns- you. I mean, it, it doesn't even look at you. Um, it, it hears you, but it was focusing on Dr. Christina, who just wormed their way out of their reach. Yeah, um, That was your action? Yeah, I can't think of anything else Cass would want to do in this situation. It seems pretty bleak. So, I mean, she could also always try to run away like yeah. Cece did. Yeah. Because maybe that key does something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a big door on the map with a keyhole on it. There whoa, is? Whoa, wait, wait, whoa. wait, wait, wait. But none of us have explored that area. Where's the no. door on the map that. that has a you, keyhole you, in you it? You don't know about it yet. You haven't You haven't gone near oh. it. It's on the east. But Cass is going there. She's going there. Let's do it. No, yeah, she's <laughs> on her way. She's using her movement to go over there. Uh, you're just at the entrance of the hallway. That's where your movement gets you to, but you're not inside of it yet. Great. Awesome. All right. And Sounds now good. now Dr. Christina's <laughs> turn. Dr. C decides to try to use magic missile at the uh, fire broom lady. She's had enough. She did the worm. And now she's going to magic missile this. And what that looks like is she takes her fingers that look like finger guns and she goes pew, pew, pew at the maid. Could you roll a d20, please, to see if you hit? If you hit a 12, you'll be successful. 13. Ooh, nice. Those three glowing darts of magical force hit three times on the main body of the skeleton everywhere around the holes, I guess. You know what I mean. Torso. (laughs) Um, The torso. Three holes of your choice. Okay, so each dart deals 1d4 plus 1 of Mm -hmm. force damage. So I'm going to roll the d4 and add 1 to each. A 3 was the first one. A 4 was the second one. And a 5 plus the third. What is that? 12. Oh, wow. She was at an 11. And so those darts, as they make impact, her entire skeleton erupts 
into just like an explosion of bones. Bone explosion. Yeah. Classic Ooh, exactly, bone explosion. Exactly. Yeah. Bone I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Those those darts went inside of her rib cage from that hole, and she combusted from the inside out. You are successful in defeating her. Thank and God. I'm so sorry to say this, but <sighs> does Doctor C need to roll for fire damage? <laughs> yes. But this time, the one, two, three will be up to three points of fire damage, and the four, five, six will just start over again at one, two, three. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. One. Hey, baby. Great. Finally coming up, y'all. Great. Amazing. I think you could use a bonus action to attempt to take the rest of that fire off of you. Yeah. Um, Dr. Christina can decides to kind of roll towards Cass. So she <laughs> yeah. rolls towards Cass. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> and that snuffs out the rest of the fire as you do so. Nice. Great. Nice. Going over to the little girl skeleton on top of the Jesus, pillar. I was really hoping so she, she has the fell, but she's got the axe in her face. Yeah, it's stuck in her face. Yeah. She does seem a, more confused than she did. She's not like with it as much as before. Her view has been obstructed. Okay. So she's going to attempt to jump from the pillar onto the chandelier. Not okay. <laughs> cool. So she'll roll a d20 with disadvantage. She rolled a two and then a one. Yeah! Oh, no! You watch her jump towards the chandelier, and she misses it, and she falls onto the floor. She was about 30 feet up. Did she just burst into pieces? I think so, yes. Yeah. Does she have a bone explosion? <laughs> Is there a secondary bone explosion right now? I'm honestly more afraid of her in pieces than I am in child. I am too. Like, oh. genuinely, that makes me more scared. I hadn't considered that. She's in tiny pieces, and it. the pieces may be kind of rattling around for all of them, but they're so they're so small. Yeah. Are like, they trying to, like, reform? Oh, yeah. Are they, like, squinching back together? Yeah. But not very successfully. Her dress is also like on top of a lot of those pieces because mm. the dress is still intact. Mm. Okay, now it's the warrior skeleton's turn and they were marching straight towards Anya. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so it is able to walk up within five feet of you, oh. Anya. And it's great. Um, but it doesn't have its flail. It only has its shield. I think the the arm is like trying to now make its way back over to itself. Yeah. So it had gone like across the room to the west and now it's making its way back east. Okay. So it's going to be a shield bash. What's oh, no. your AC again? 17. Not successful. Uh-oh. It was starting to charge at you mm-hmm. with the shield rays. Yeah. And then she suddenly drops her shield using the momentum to slam into her target, but she goes underneath your legs. Oh. Ooh. Just slides right through them? Yeah. Cool. Okay, so now she's behind me? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to turn around. Like, whoop, whoop, turn around. <laughs> Watch her go through my legs. And uh, can I cast a spell here? Yeah, of course. I want to cast... Guiding bolt at this bitch and put an end yeah. to her. Yes. Cool. I got a 19. I rolled a 19. You are successful. Her yes. AC is a 16. Ooh. Fucking And that six. was very high. Okay. On a hit, mm. the target takes 4d6 radiant damage. Oh. And the oh, next shoot. attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target. Cool. Wow. Why do you not use this earlier? Because I was afraid. Of your own power? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So the first roll was three. Mm-hmm. Second roll was four, so we're at a seven. Seven. Plus six. Thirteen. Plus two. Fifteen damage. <gasps> she only had 15 points oh. left because she had lost a bit from the arm being Ooh. snapped off. All Thank right. fucking God. Bone explosion. Bone explosion. Okay. Bone so Anya <laughs> gets littered with, like, little pieces of bone, and yeah. she's, like, <laughs> spitting <laughs> <laughs> So her mouth is 
husband open because she's like, ah, you know, sending her guiding bolt through. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so she looks around. Cece is gone in another room, not to be seen. Cass is standing in the doorway of a place we have never been. Dr. C is lightly on fire, and there are multiple piles of little bones around the room. Yes. And the vultures are still just staring straight ahead. So Anya looks around to everyone, but mostly Dr. C and goes, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Dr. C goes, so I wasn't able to talk to you before this, but I was talking to Christian and I don't know where we're at in our relationship, the vulture, not my husband. <laughs> and he said, I asked him to help and I'm so mad at him about this. We're definitely gonna have to go to counseling for this. He said, I can't help you. The ceremony has begun. And I was like, yeah, the ceremony of the end of our relationship. Oh, damn. Yeah, but he didn't, he, there was like a tear. I was like, save those crocodile tears for someone who fucking cares. Because when stuff happens, where are you? Can I just say that while, because combat's over now, right? Are we yes, out of initiative? Out of okay, Cass yeah. is going. Yes, yes. Because she, she can <laughs> only make it so far on her turn. I don't think she yeah. just like stopped and yeah. was like, well, this is it yeah. for me. She's like continuing yeah. on her way. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you walk course. into that other area through that arched doorway and through that you see a long narrow hall hung with two paintings and at the far end of the hall is a rounded door made entirely of bones in the center is a keyhole and as you enter this room a vulture flies in after you and perches on a dark metal brass perch above the door still staring straight ahead Cass is still panicking, so she's going to go try and unlock that door. She, n- n- there's not been any time for logical thought since this, since they left or yep. took off from yep. the mansion. So she's just still running on pure adrenaline, yeah. bleeding. She's got two hit points left, so she's doing bad. <laughs> just like, <laughs> key and keyhole turns it. Okay, great. As you turn the key in the lock, the bone door swings open, and you are hit with a wave of warm, damp air that smells of wet dirt and the faint, distant sweetness of decay. Directly in front of you is an earthen wall, but at your feet leading down is a tunnel made of dirt and stone. It's very steep and slightly curved at the bottom, kind of like one of those like really tall water slides. And at the end of the tunnel, down at the very bottom, you can just see flickering light. And behind you, the vultures swoop in, and they land on perches around the room, and in unison, they let out a loud, guttural grunt. What does that that sound sound like? like? (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to stop there, and that is the end of the first episode of season two of Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons. Thanks for listening to Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons. Want more RHO D&D? Head on over to patreon.com slash housewives of D&D for exclusive bonus content like full-length video versions of our episodes, our bi-weekly behind-the-scenes podcast, Here's What Happened, access to our RHO D&D Discord mansion, monthly live events, ad-free episodes, and so much more. Patreon.com slash housewives of D&D. Our DMs are Valen Shore and Allison Zada, and our players are Riley Rose Critchlow, Elizabeth Ho, Liz Jenkins, Kosha Patel, and Nicole Wyland. Original music by Valen Shore and sound design by W. Alex Reeves. RHOD&D is a joint production of Hags Media and Pacey's Creek and is not affiliated with Bravo or Wizards of the Coast.